you're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. I'm your host, Amanda Aaron, soul guide at Soul Yoga Retreat. I invite you to take a breath for your body, mind, and soul. Retreat from the mind movies. Break away from stress and anxiety. Root down and ground yourself into Pachamama, Mama Earth. Join me for a journey to live from our highest selves. Through ritual and ceremony, we create sacred space together. We hold space. We create a safe container to evolve. This podcast is a space where I authentically share my journey, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It is a space where I guide the modern mystic mama to reconnect with Mama Earth. Honoring the turn of the wheel, we use plants, astrology, and kundalini yoga to break old belief systems to move towards soul-level transformation. By uniting body, mind, and spirit, we become present, enjoying each moment fully, and embodying our highest selves. Welcome to this space. Welcome to another episode of Soul Yoga Podcast. My name is Amanda Aaron, and I'm your host. My intention with this podcast was to strengthen my throat chakra in order to spend more time talking. I find uh, working from home and not being in front of coworkers every day or um, you know, having minimal commitments outside the house, I definitely find that I've been withholding my voice, um, just withholding sharing, you know? I mean, my husband is is not my best friend, and there are many things that I would share with a woman that bore him to death. So a podcast is my alternative way to... Be healthy, I guess. Use up my allotted words, you know, exercise my throat, shining my light, speaking, exercise my throat chakra. Uh, One podcast episode that I listened to this week, I actually took a lot of notes on it. Well, some notes this time. Um... So Becca Piastrelli, uh, I just bought her book, Root and Ritual. Beautiful, beautiful book. Um, she has a podcast called Belonging. And a few episodes back, she uh, invited on two of her, uh, two friends that she made through, hmm, I guess they were real life connections first. And then they kind of kept in touch over Instagram. Uh, so Megan is one, uh, Forest.Whisperer on Instagram, and uh, Ariella is the other, uh, Beekeeping with Skirts. That's where you'll find her on Instagram. Um, these are just three amazing women focusing on uh, returning to cyclical seasonal living, um, you know, walking away from the busy masculine pace of capitalism essentially I mean let's just call it what it is um 
Okay, so anyways, their whole idea for coming together for this podcast is they had shared um, Instagram voice memos um, in a group chat just about how how do you do it? How do you do life? Like, what do you do here? Where is your village? How do you do childcare? What time do you wake up in the morning? What time, you know, how often does your baby nap? What, um, you know, two, two women started uh, books pretty much at the same time. Ariella also had started a book the same time that Becca did. Um, but Ariella was also um, offered a uh, TV program spot. I, I believe that's what, that's what she was talking about. Um, and so, you know, she just hasn't found the energy to come back to the book yet. But all three women with these pregnancies, um, so Ariella, that was her first babe, Becca, first babe, and Megan, third babe, they all experienced this um, creative rush at the same time as being pregnant or, um, you know, just after birth. And so I thought it was really interesting what they're talking about and, and talking about their visions for their babies and how they're uh, relating to the land and the season, the, the, the changing seasons and how they um, envision to honor the land and build that uh, relationship of reciprocity between the land and their babes. And it was, um, yeah, super impactful episode, like definitely uh, one that I cried in. And it just um, really was heavy on my heart to share my own how, like how do I do it, what was my experience, um, what things were hard for me, and oh God, my soul really craves this vulnerability, this um, authentic, raw connection with women, like just women who are um, open about their, their struggles and willing to have that uh, conversation with like what else is going on with their life besides business. Um, Megan Sylvester is another beautiful woman that um, that I've followed on Instagram for quite a few years now, and uh, her baby was born just a few months after mine. So, you know, we've kind of kept tabs on each other, and she's another woman who, you know, her dad passed away due to COVID. Um, I think last year and. Uh, the way that grief manifested in her body was Lyme disease, you know, so she's just, on the outside, it looks like she's got this beautiful family, like, totally operating her soul-aligned purpose, um, but yet, you know, there's these other things that are struggles for her that she just is totally open about and, and, and just um, shares from the bottom of her heart. And, you know, my experience with... Um, Kind of coming across another similar account, uh, someone who happens to be local here in BC, uh, I just shared, you know, I sent her an Instagram voice message of how, um, you know, her podcast episodes have re really been impactful for me and, um, you know, not, not knowing uh, where the future lies in terms of how we'll be connected, but just, you know, wanted to tell her how much her message has meant to me. And um, she contacted me back. She was super sweet and, and said, like, well, since you're local, do you want to come over for tea? Or if not, we can do a Zoom call. And um, it just wasn't an area that I was able to get to during a business day. And so I did a Zoom call with her. And what I had envisioned in my heart is this hour of uh, 
intimate mommy details of, oh my God, tell me all about, you know, how do you do it? And it was just, okay, well, where are you stuck? What are you looking for? Oh, sorry, I don't offer one-on-one right now, but I do have this other course in the fall. And it just hit me really bit, bitter. I was going to say bittersweet, but it wasn't even bittersweet. It was just, <sighs> she is not responsible for my emotions. I am responsible for my own emotions. Um, and she, you know, has, wow, super, super excellent uh, work boundaries. Totally commend her on that. Um, you know, as she, call, uh, she calls it, that would be healing the bitch wound of having um, being a bitch, like just having those healthy boundaries and um, set in place to protect her energy. Um, but it just did not fulfill my heart in that moment and wasn't what I really deeply needed. Um, oh God, and it really, it, yeah, put me on edge for a couple of days, like two or three days. And it's just seeing the, the difference of like, you know, this episode podcast episode from Becca versus, uh, you know, this quote-unquote connection call with this woman I had a few weeks ago is like, whoa, totally different. I mean, I've never contacted Becca in person. I don't know. I hope she's really wonderful and and generous with her time. But um, yeah, from the podcast episode, it was just awesome to be able to hear those real details of, oh yeah, I'm a human too, by the way. Like, these are the things that I struggle with. Okay, enough chit-chat. So into, um, you know, my personal sharing. Um, How did I do it? Okay, so I was employed working full-time in an office uh, up until 38 weeks pregnant. And so from that time on, I started my mat leave there. Um, And in Canada, I chose a year, mat leave, 12 months. Um, And if we decide to have more children, I'm definitely extending it over 18 months like screw the money we'll figure it out somehow uh but 12 months is just not enough time not enough time with a little baby and uh and so my mom came to stay with us uh for the month of april so she was let go i mean you know temporarily let, let go due to covid um for about four to five months and so for the month of april she spent that with us so I got her for two weeks of, you know, super pregnant. Amanda could not barely move. Um, and then two weeks with grandma holding newborn little baby grand boy. Oh my God, it was so precious to see her hold him. She just like immediately loved him so much. Um, and Jonathan had worked uh, the Monday when my um, contractions started. 12 midnight, uh, I would have considered that active labor, 2.30 a.m., called the midwife, went to the hospital, got to the hospital at 3, midwife didn't get there until 3.30, so at that time we were moved to the delivery room, and baby boy was born healthy, spontaneous vaginal birth, uh, 4.07 a.m., Tuesday, April 14th. Oh my god, amazing, I've never been so passionate about something my whole life, like having uh, a birth that did not require induction, did not require any intervention, was phenomenal. Like the hormones during and afterwards were out of this world, like the most incredible high I've ever experienced. Totally, you know, a ecstatic state of bliss. 
Um, so let me see. Yeah, Tuesday then uh, we were in the hospital all day overnight, uh, Tuesday night, and then Wednesday they let us go at 12 noon. So Jonathan had uh, Tuesday and Wednesday off with me. He worked Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, half day Wednesday because um, he had applied for a two-month uh, full-time paid leave from Amazon. He was working with Amazon at the time, um, and they had a company parental fully paid leave. So he took those gorgeous two months off to spend with us. Uh, granted, my mom was still with us for a bit of that time, and after that, we really, um, you know, had the house to ourselves as a family, and oh, was really, it was really beautiful not to be the only one at home with a little baby. Um, after those two months, that would have been middle of June, middle of July, possibly even into the beginning of August um, 2020. And Jonathan went back to work full time. So at that time, he was working uh, 10 hour days, four days a week. So I got him home for three days a week, which was amazing. And um, our dynamic has always been that he's the cook and the cleaner. So um, I've never, you know, this whole time of being a mother, I've never had to worry about meal prep. I've never had to worry about what we get for groceries. I've never had to worry about what we're going to cook for supper or anything, anything like that. It's always been Jonathan, and he um, is the vacuumer of the house. And then slowly, once I got on my feet, I um, took up the routine of once a week cleaning the bathroom, and um, then cat litter uh, was something that when he went back to work was back transitioned to me as my responsibility. So um, I've, you know, in our experience, because Jonathan quit his job, um, when I, right before I went back to work, so February 10th, 2021 was his last day at Amazon. Um, and March, I was working part-time and I would go into the office. I went in two days a week and then I went in three days a week, assuming, you know, whatever, you know, it's post-COVID 2021, uh, assuming that we're just going to transition to mom being full-time in the office. Thank God that it never, um, never manifested that way. So I always have been working part-time at home, part-time in the office. Um, and that's just been invaluable for our breastfeeding experience and napping and um, just creating that secure routine with our family at home. So... I've never had to cook a meal and tend for an infant, tend for a toddler at the same time. I don't know how women do it out there. Honestly, I don't know how women do it out there. I mean, our townhome is really strange, so every room is on a different floor. And uh, we've never had gates because, well, what the hell? We need six gates at, I don't know, five, five gates at every every entrance or exit to a stair too much too much so we just said screw it you know what we're just going to be on him all the time let him crawl let him walk wherever he wants um you know as his confidence builds uh back away more and more you know one hand up the stairs versus two hands up the stairs and and just letting him feel it out for himself like learn that that mobility 
and so, of course, after he's familiarized himself with the whole house, we're thinking, oh, my God, like, how are we going to get stuff done now? Like, I can't tell him to only stay in the living room. He's, he's used to wandering the whole house. Like, this is a free-spirited, wild child that we've intentionally raised that way. And now we're like, oh, my God, this is a lot of work for this you know, apparently attachment style parenting, had no idea that that's what we were doing, but apparently that's what we were doing. Who knows, maybe the anxiety of COVID, uh, you know, forced us to be less trusting of babysitters and strangers or, oh God, even sometimes less trusting of our own friends. Like how bizarre is that? Anyways, not going to go into that. So that's how we do life. You know, I, I, the days that I go into the office, I come home, it's 4.30. Oh, by the way, I do uh, like a really early shift. So uh, I'm at the office from 7 till about 3, between 3 and like 3.20. Um, and then I'll catch the West Coast Express train, come back home. And uh, as soon as I get home, 4.30, like, Forrest is right on the boob and just having some quality, calm, still mom time. And Jonathan Prep's supper is starting at 4.30. He'll usually do something really simple on the days that I am in the office um, because we usually eat around 5 o'clock. So we'll eat at 5 and then, um, you know, bath time used to be right after supper then it was like 5 30 now um just in the last week we've pushed fast time to about six o'clock um honestly just so that it's less hot in the bathroom because the sun has been so intense on the west side of the house at the end of the day um so bath at at six o'clock i usually try and keep forest in the bathtub about half an hour we're just playing just you know playing with his bathtub toys or um if he's independently playing but I just sit there and watch him I'm not I'm not on my phone well most of the time I'm not on my phone um I'm not reading a book because god knows as soon as I bring out paper that kid is just gonna splash a typhoon into the bathroom um have had to learn to be a little bit more lenient on the splashing that's you know enjoyment is is allowable apparently in the bathtub so that's okay if I've had, I've had to change my ways a bit um, and then 7 o'clock is when we start cleaning up the toys. Uh, it used to be 6.30, so now it's, it's 7 o'clock, um, because we find he sleeps about 8, 8.30 is kind of the time when he falls asleep. Oh, my little dude, my little almost two-and-a-half-year-old, he is doing such an epic job of teaching himself how to fall asleep and um, you know, we've just never done the sleep method of cry it out or even like check in intermittently every 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Um, no, he's just totally secure. He knows that mom and dad are here all the time. Um, we still have our evening routine of I'll put Forrest to the boob and um, then Jonathan will make a cup of raspberry leaf tea for me and an espresso for him so he comes up with those. And then he reads. Usually it's some sort of sci-fi um, but we or fi- fiction, you know. We've read some pretty amazing um, fiction lately. Clan of the Cave Bears, the whole series, absolutely amazing. And um, Mists of Avalon. So there is a whole book series to the Mists of Avalon, but we only have the first one. Um, and it's just so... <sighs> 
it's just so like respectful of the goddess figure um it's not totally these books aren't totally relatable for children who are like grasping language because it talks about sex in a way that is just everyday knowledge um but the way that our western culture is if your five-year-old starts talking about sex at their daycare or kindergarten class like oof that flags that puts up a lot of red flags for the public school system and you know daycare workers and stuff like that it's just not a topic that our culture is um familiar with you know we just don't like openly talk about sex but in those books it was just like another everyday experience like kids copying the movements that the adults are making and this is not you know rape this is this is children's play you know they're being mommies and daddies in every other way in their play so um you know hunting and child care tending and um food prep all these things so like why don't why don't we think that sex is is a regular part of the routine anyways that's totally different topic um but i highly recommend these books if you're if you're really into fiction fantasy um genres you're 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 gonna love them very goddess uh central books so we do our reading um jonathan leaves the room mom spends the last couple minutes with forrest i put him in the crib you know gather up my things uh maybe i'll you know let him have a, a couple sips of my tea if i haven't finished it yet uh and then i just grab my things say good night sometimes i give him a kiss sometimes i give him a hug sometimes not sometimes he's like eh, bedtime most of the time he's already calling for dad even before i've left the room because dad is like the okay that's the end of the line here's the boundary um you know this is this is the line that you respect and dad comes dad comes up to the bedroom they might talk a little they lay down in bed together they might go for a short walk um together outside just get a little last minute fresh air and then you know they'll come in lay down together uh for us to be completely still and in a few minutes he asks for the crib jonathan puts him down and he curls up and goes to sleep it's 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 honestly the most phenomenally natural thing uh around sleep that's happened for forest oh god he used to fight nap time so much okay well i will be honest with you i'm a little talked out there's so much more that i you know just have on my heart to share and like getting into the sleep and getting into breastfeeding uh like when i went back to work forest was 11 10.5 months old and um so i uh i used to pump at work until about october until he was about a month and a half um and at that point i felt like we had you know minimized maybe one or two um breastfeeding sessions at the house and so um my my boobs were no longer that uncomfortable if i didn't pump during the day he's never used a bottle he had no idea how to use a bottle so i don't worry about keeping the milk i just um you know was able to dump it down the sink and it was honestly the most minuscule amount of milk that would come out i don't understand how women breast pump like full time it did not was not a thrilling experience for me but it alleviated that little bit of pressure um so that i could be just that much more comfortable 
until I got home and I would sit with him and well I still do I sit with him when I come home from the office and we have some boob time together so so that's a little bit about my story and honestly oh god you know us as women we are so wired for connection so girl if you are listening to this like reach out to me tell me like what has been your exposure to breastfeeding what has been your exposure to uh, birth experience are you operating under the belief system that every woman rips during childbirth which every woman does not rip by the way total myth um and and you know what what are your belief systems what have you been exposed to if you are a mom um i i want to know like what was your birth story and girl how are you during covid and where are your connections how are you social how do you feed your body and your spirit and your mind and in your identity outside of a mother you know that role is so important but um god there's like so much more to us than that and if we're not tending the other side you know that motherhood cup that we have to give from is oh man does it ever run out and if you're breastfeeding oh tell me you know wow it really really depletes um breastfeeding is is draining um just energy wise you know i found for me but yeah it's an experience it's all an experience right good and the bad whatever we judge good and bad to be it's all an experience and it's all beautiful because it's all ours it's our genuine you know authentic experience in this in this one life that we're living right now share with me i'd love to hear from you i love you all and i hope you have an excellent night an excellent morning excellent day whatever you're listening to this Love you.